0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales 2023 edition. Happy New Year to y'all. You, you can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to our Facebook page, our Boomer's General Store, a link to where you can buy our book, a link to our YouTube channel, our Twitter page, and a lot of different places where you can listen to our podcast and watch our video cast we just started posting on LinkedIn and there's not a link to it yet on the web page but there will be I think if anybody looks at that we'll see how that one goes our unusual fact this week is a menagerie of unusual facts from the year 1950 Sam Walton opened his first Five and Dime that turned into Walmart in 1950. The FBI started its 10 Most Wanted list. In 1950, Diners Club became the first credit card. Not a store credit card, but a credit card where you could take into any store. The minimum wage was 75 cents an hour. Dunkin' Donuts was founded. The comic strip, Peanuts first appeared in nine newspapers the number one tv show that year was the texaco star theater and the last one and definitely not the least in my opinion yours truly me i was born our song of the week this week is sukiyaki Some of the words to the song is, I look up when I walk so that the tears won't fall. This song was recorded and released in Japan in 1961. An American girl was living in Japan with her family. Her dad worked for Japanese airlines and she liked the song so much she bought it. And when she was shipped off to boarding school in the USA, she took that record with her, and one of her friends liked it, and said, "Hey, my dad is a disc jockey. You care if I take it and see what he thinks about it?" So she took it home with her. Next time she went home, and the dad liked it. He started playing it on his radio station he worked at, and the rest, as they say, is history. It became number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in 1963, and it is one of the best-selling singles of all time. It sold over 13 million copies. The singer named Kayu Sakamoto died in a plane crash. He was taking a flight somewhere and the plane was crashing and he had the wherewithal to write a goodbye love letter to his wife before he met his demise in that fiery ball of flames. What a special man he must have been. To not think of himself but to think of his wife as he knew he was going to die in just minutes or seconds or whatever. Watch that video on YouTube of him and get the black and white one with the English words like closed captioned. It's a wonderful, wonderful song and the way he does it is just amazing. Okay, sometimes when I record a podcast, sometimes I feel silly, sometimes I feel grumpy, sometimes I feel wistful, sometimes I feel melancholy, and that definitely comes out, I don't care what kind of outline I have written, it definitely comes out that way, whatever way I'm feeling that day. I can't help it. I just read a report saying that the hardest type of podcast to do is the solo podcast, where you're just sitting, you and your microphone, instead of a couple guys or three guys sitting around telling jokes and making fun of each other or doing whatever they do. I never feel like I'm alone, though. I feel like you're there with me. So I need to keep moving on here. And I'll try not to be any of those ways I just said. I'll try to just be straightforward, as straight as I can be. Have you ever heard that song by the Beatles, In My Life? I've covered this song several times on this podcast from several different angles. But there are places I remember, there are people I remember. Some are dead and some remain. At the end of the year a uh, lot of news shows and TV shows and whatever will do a thing where they show a slideshow of all the celebrity type people that have died that year and that's a very small small percentage of the population not even a drop in a bucket but we all recognize them and maybe have some kind of fondness or attachment or whatever, towards certain celebrity type people, and that's fine. I don't care. But it got me thinking about over the years, some of the people that I've lost, that I miss, and I'd like to honor just for a moment. I'm not going to do any family. It would take too long. I've lost so many. You know how it is. The older you are, the more people you know that have died, especially family because you lose grandparents and then parents aunts and uncles, stuff like that, cousins. So that's okay. I'm, I'm leaving that one alone today. I think I honor my family quite often on this podcast, but I want to go through some of these folks. And if I have time, I want to just touch on a very few that are still living that I miss, that I've lost track of, possibly something like that, and places I've been that I kind of miss. So I need to Beat feet here if we're going to do this in time. First of all is Wayne, my good friend growing up, who's passed on. I didn't even know it. I was seeing my Aunt Connie when I went back to my hometown, and she gave me a little bitty, little bitty obituary. It was about four lines long, one column, and probably the Rocky Mountain News or Denver Post, something like that. Small. Next one is Dave, and I did honor him with a podcast years ago, almost four years ago now. Mike, I just found out a few months ago that Mike had passed away. I graduated with him from high school, and I've mentioned him a couple times in podcasts. When I was talking about the rock and roll band I was in, he tried to get me to come over to a band he was trying to form. I've known him since about the fifth grade. Last time I saw him was my 20-year high school reunion. And yet, I see him in my heart just like I saw him last week. Another one like that is Paul. Paul came to my mind lately because Judy kind of came into all of our lives. She kind of surfaced. And she told me a little story about when her and Paul came over to our house one time. Some are dead and some are living my life. I've loved them all. Talked about Phil, who owned that little cabin up above Little Town, 10 miles away from my hometown. How we thought a bear was going to get us that night in that cabin. Couple Nancys. Number one, there's a girl. She was the number one head cheerleader for years and years and years. First time I ever saw her in seventh grade, she was the eighth grade cheerleader. And we thought she was the cat's potatoes. We really did. The other one was... Nancy, who uh, showed up about 4th or 5th grade, and she was our age, but she looked much older. She is so good looking that upperclassmen in high school would take her out when she was very young. It was wild because all those little boys would fight over her affection, and she probably didn't even know who we were. My good friend John, who was my roommate right before I moved out of his place and moved in with my girlfriend Kim, you know Kim. I married her. Ron, I graduated from high school with him. He was one of those cool guys, drove a GTO. He was the first person I ever knew that got killed in Vietnam. I have many, many teachers that I know of gone, but Betty Joe, and Coach are two of, in my heart, the ones that I have the most fond memories about. Pete, who owned the mobile station in town, His wife just passed away. P.D. and Dickie, I'm sorry for your loss. Francis, who was my Uncle Charlie's partner at the Trading Post, Jay's dad, I speak of Jay quite often. It's almost like Francis and Jay and Francis' wife Elaine were family, but they weren't. They were, but they weren't. Typical small town. I look at them as family. My friend Warren, I told you about him, he fell off a mountain. He must have, it said hiking, but he must have been climbing. He was very outdoors oriented. My friend Jerry here in Kansas, my wife was going skiing. She had just stopped by somebody's house to get something on her way out of town, going to the mountains in Colorado. And he had just passed. And so she stayed with Barb, Jerry's wife, and forgot about her ski trip. At Jerry's funeral, somebody said, Because there was a bunch of us about the same age. Jerry's two or three years older than me, I believe. And they looked at us and said, you know, this is just starting now. Indicating that we're getting older and more of our friends will be dying. I fight that tooth and nail every day of my life. Don, another guy my age that was a friend of mine, he was so funny. he He had some of the funniest stories. So at his memorial service, I decided to tell a funny story about him. I don't know if his wife Peggy appreciated it or not, but I know Don would have. All this started, all this started because I just got back from Melinda's funeral, and I have to tell a funny story about Melinda. Rusty and Virginia, Melinda and her husband Kent, Kim and I all went down to Silver Dollar City down in Branson, Missouri, And we went to a kind of a nice restaurant there in the park. And as Melinda was paying for their dinner, I walked up to the little girl taking her money. And I said, I'd ask for that lady's ID. I just saw her pick that credit card up out in the parking lot. Melinda came at me with fire in her eyes. Oh, I apologize and apologize. She let me have it. And then as soon as we left the restaurant, one outside, it's like, Nothing ever happened there. And she's my buddy again. Can't you take a joke, Melinda? I'll miss her. I will. You know, they say your world gets smaller as you get older, but does it? I mean, you start having grandchildren, and I have friends that have great-grandchildren, and you have son-in-laws, and some people have daughter-in-laws, and all this stuff and so where you lose it with your friends passing on and going into glory you're gaining it with all these little rugrats that grow up and become teenagers then adults and have families of their own just real fast here i just need to talk about a couple guys that i've lost track of that i still think about regular like one is keith i just talked about him here a while back We were born just an hour or two apart, him on the second, me on the third. I have not seen him for a very long time. And we shared some kind of funny bond there, and I'd like to see him again. The other one is Dan, my old hitchhiking buddy, the guy that we met in seventh grade, and he kind of came into my group of Wayne and me. We became almost the three amigos in a lot of ways, but Dan was a lot more adventurous than Wayne, and we did hitchhike around some. The podcast called Gallup New Mexico features Dan and me in the Gallup New Mexico jail. (laughs) Places I remember, my home, which I grew up in, my dad's store, the ranch house, which I talked about, Eagle Eye, the park in town. The park is about two blocks long, Had a baseball field and a playground, and then the elementary school was on that block. On the next block, big, long expanse of grass, almost the whole entire block long, that we played football on. Later, they put tennis courts there. I spent a lot of time from the time I was about five or six years old, clear until I was about 25 years old in that park if it was playing football, or playing frisbee, or playing tennis, or hanging out listening to music, or playing little league baseball. My grandma's house. Besides the one I grew up in, that is the most cherished house of my past, and I will carry it to my grave. There are places I remember. There are people I remember. I know you experienced the same thing. Never ever lose kindness. Guard it with everything you have and share it everywhere you go. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. This episode is dedicated to Linda, who is gone, but Kim and I will never forget her.